Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. We're starting a brand new series this month, and you have a place in this world, and I want to talk to you about your purpose. Um, This really got on my heart because I felt like so many times in life, we live in this place of divine, I call it divine dissatisfaction. Like there's something in me longing to figure out my purpose. Now you might say, well, I gotta, I gotta work. We're not talking about your job. Your job is great. Whatever you're doing, if you don't like what you're doing, you know, get a new job. You know what I mean? It's not, we're not talking about your career. I'm talking about your purpose. Like, you ever ask yourself, why am I here? You know, is it, is it important that I'm here? I don't think we ask enough questions about what is my divine assignment in the earth? You know, I, I, I don't think I'm special. Well, you are special. There's only one of you in the world. God designed you. You look like God. Something about you. God gave gifts in you. God gave you a purpose. You know, it was funny, I was, I, this morning I was talking about, I was talking to Brother John not too long ago, and I said, how'd you, you know, everybody asked, somebody asked me, I was at the football game Friday night, and one of the, one of the, one of the guys, I'm on the sideline watching the kids, you know, and he's like, hey, how'd you, ever, how'd you ever get, how'd you get saved? You know, everybody's got a story of the person that led you to the Lord, or the, the one person that was, you know, kind of like, um, told you about Jesus, and I, I was talking to Brother John not too long ago, and I said, what happened? He said, well, I was laying block. I was a brick mason. I said, where are you now? He goes, oh, yeah. Because my dad was building houses and I was a brick mason. And he said, it is hard work. And he said to me, he said, there was this guy, George or something, Ed or whatever the guy's name was, Ed. And he goes, yeah, he invited me to come to the Baptist church. And I knew Ed was a good man. So after a while, he kept asking me and asked, I said, well, let me one day, let me just go to church. He said, and I got saved in that Baptist church. I started thinking about maybe the person that led you to the Lord or, you know, that who led Billy Graham or was it a big, we don't know. You know, I started thinking about, look at all the lives were changed because of, you know, George the Mason. We don't, we don't see George the Mason. We don't know the Billy Graham guy. You know, everybody watched Jesus Revolution. You know, you all seen the movie, right? Greg Larry. I mean, I was literally, me and Dennis were at the track and I met a guy that's on his staff and I was like, that is huge what they're doing in California. And I said, one, one, one car ride, one Chuck Smith, who led him? One hippie dude just sharing Jesus. This is what happens, man. But we don't hear about the hippie guy. We don't, you know, it, what do you mean it's not important? You see these, you see these worldwide ministries that, bro, Brother Hagen, I remember being in Tulsa and going to Oral Roberts University. I don't know if you're into all these guys. It's not what I'm saying. I'm sitting on a bale of hay in the middle of ORU and literally it's a, it's a video. I don't know if you've ever been there. I went one day. I'm like, I might as well go check it out. I'm here for two years, right? And I go in this thing and it's like, you go in this thing and you're seeing Oral Roberts University. You got the praying hands. And if you ain't seen it, it's the city of faith. There's a hospital and I'm sitting on a bale of hay watching this video and all you hear in this video and it's wind blowing and you feel it and you go, Oral, will you build me a campus? And you see these wheat fields blowing in the air and you're thinking, how did this guy do this? 
and how did he, and his sister took him to a tent meeting and he got healed of TB, tuberculosis, and, and the evangelist, you know the evangelist's name? You know, the, I don't know. I don't know these people, but who they lent to the Lord in your journey of life and it's not a big deal. What do you mean it's not a big deal? You're a big deal. You're important, man. One soul, one person. What if somebody, somebody doesn't go to hell because you shared your faith? I mean, you don't think that's big? I think it's big to the guy that doesn't have to go to hell because you were willing to go get him. Why am I here? What am I doing? And you know, I'm going to tell you what. We're selfish, guys. I'm not saying that in a mean way. Well, everything in my life revolves around me. I'm just being straight. You know, God, what are you doing for me now? And God, what are you doing here? And God, what are you doing? No, when's the last time we checked our heart and said, God, what am I here for? What am I, what am I doing? Oh, I got a plan. I got, how many had a 30-year plan? Everybody got a 30-year plan? You got a 40-year plan? It's okay, raise your hand, right? How many of you know God jacks that all up, doesn't he? Like, you know, you got a plan and then God invades. I had a great plan. 91, I was blowing up. 92, I had it planned, man. They'll tell you, I had this in place and I got this guy over here and I had this guy was developing land and this guy was gonna help me do it. I said, I got the fast track to success and now we all we gotta do is put the pedal down. I love work. I was like, let's go to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, why? I know where I'm going. Wham, I mashed the throttle, bro. I was flying. And then all of a sudden I got saved. God said, oh no, that plan ain't the plan. That plan ain't the plan. I said, what's the plan? He goes, you're gonna go to Bible school. I said, Bible school, this is great. I said, from the guy that don't even go, go to school, throw it out the window, you got a problem. You got the wrong guy, God. Like, no, aunt, not me. And then I told, I, I told them at home, you know, my parents were down, but I called my friends and said, I'm going to Bible school. They said, oh, you're going to be a barber? I, I said, no, Bible, B-I-B-L-E. People still don't believe it. They're like, you're the preacher? I tried to park my car one day in, in the place, and I was telling them in the morning, it was the wedding, and I said, no, no, I said, I'm the pastor. The guy said, no, really, this spot's for the pastor. Who are you? I said, I'm the pastor. He goes, no, seriously. I go, no, I gotta get Pastor Liz to vouch for me. Like, I need a card that says literally pastor of the church, because nobody believes it. You know what I'm saying? I went on TV, the guy goes, are you like a gangster, like a mobster? I said, no, I'm not a mobster. I'm not a gangster, I'm not in the mafia, I'm a preacher on the Christian television. It was true. He said, I'm just being straight. So what? Unorthodox, a little different. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, listen, you don't pick it. It picks you. Now that doesn't mean you got to be a preacher, that but you got to find your purpose. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to be open this month. I want you to start. So what am I, what on earth am I here for? You ever ask yourself that one? Then your wife tells you, Come on, guys, laugh a little bit. It's fun, wasn't it? I don't know why I'm here. Ask your wife. She'll tell you why you're here. Praise the Lord. How do I get and how do I let God help me discover my purpose? It's a great question because you could be divinely dissatisfied. Now, let me show you something, how I could tell you whether you're, I could show you if you're divinely dissatisfied. You ready for this? Your job, your career has nothing to do with your satisfaction. The moment you step into your purpose, you could care less what you're doing for a job. You know those people that get up in the morning and go, I hate going to work on Monday? They don't know their purpose. Now, I'm not, maybe some of you, I'm not being mean, but you could be flipping burgers, and that's, not, that's, that's a great job. I'd flip burgers. I got guys in here flip burgers and made millions, so don't worry about flipping burgers. Keep flipping, right? So are you here and get what I'm saying? It's not what you do that determines how you feel. 
It's you fulfilling your purpose, and then the feelings will show up. See, it ain't your job. Like, oh, I got people in here who want to work with kids, man. I went to the high school Friday, talked to the team. I loved it. But I got teachers in there. You think they're in there for the money? They ain't in there for the money. They're in there because they believe that they could change somebody's life, man. You got people doing jobs that they feel like they could share their faith or just be. Listen, you got to discover why you're on the face of the earth. We need you. You know, I was telling them. In the morning, right, we were playing ball. We need to start playing more sports around here, but we got to get a waiver and we got to be real smooth because last time we played flag football, it was bad, okay? So, yeah, so they broke stuff and everybody's too, too, everybody thinks they're in high school, but we all got to go to work on Monday. I was like, chill out, dude. They're diving for stuff. It was crazy. So, you know, I was like, we don't need to dive after football as you got work on Monday, all right? Chill out. You're not 12 no more. But anyway, I was telling him, so we played softball, it was cool, and I hit the bag, you know, just, I twisted my ankle a little bit. I went, boom, I hit my bag. I was like, you know, I milked it for a little bit, and we had doctors in the church, so they're cool. They're like, let me look at it. You know, she's tinkering around. Yolanda was playing around. She's like, oh, you're going to be fine. You're good. You don't have to worry about it. I said, all right, yeah. About a week into it, I started noticing, I said, man, I got a little pain over here. Then I got a little pain over here. I started getting pain over here and over there. I said, what's going on? I seen her the next week. I said, hey, you know, I said, I don't know what's going on. I, I know I'm in the process of healing. It's fine. But I said, all of a sudden I got here and all of a sudden I got here and I got a little of this. She was asking and I was telling. It was not a negative confession. It was the truth. And she said, yeah, you said, you know why that happens? I said, no. She goes, your body knows where your foot's supposed to land, your drop. And because you hurt your ankle, your body's compensating for the lack of understanding the, the, the vision of the drop. So your, your knee is taken over and your, your hips taking spots that it doesn't normally have to take, but it's overcompensating because you're lacking in an area. And the Bible says that we're a body and the eye can't say to the foot, I don't need you. And the ear can't say to the toe, I don't need you. And if something's lacking in the body, that means some other organism in here is overcompensating for the piece we're missing. So you might say, well, I'm just the foot. Well, guess what? We need you. The global church needs you. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just an ear. Well, we need you. I'm just a little baby toe. Well, guess what? We need you. God needs you. You have a purpose. You got something. God isn't just the starting point of your life because it all starts with God. He's the source of it. You discover your purpose in life, you got to start looking at the word of God. Not the world's wisdom. You must build your life on eternal truths, not this other stuff that tries to come and basically taint your God-given purpose. So your identity and your purpose must be through a revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And the first point I want you to see is this. Long before you were conceived by your parents, you were conceived in the mind of God. Because long before you were born, God had a plan. That's the truth. You say, well, I'm here. I got news for you. Jeremiah chapter one said he saw you in the belly, man. He knew you were here. And I'm gonna show you what. Look at this scripture in Ephesians. This is you. You don't think you're important. You're massively. Long before he laid down earth's foundation, he had us in mind. That's God. Did you read that? Look at it. Long before he what? Long before he laid the earth's foundation, he had you in his mind. He settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Are you here today, man? Did you see that? That's you. 
Look at your neighbor say, he's talking to you. Look at your neighbor say, he's talking to you. It's the truth. I could yell around and scream all day. I want you to get these truths. Look at that. Just pop that back up there. Look at it. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us in his family. It, no, we had people in the church, and you don't have to raise your hand. I got people in the church that have been adopted. You know what I mean? Maybe some of you adopted some children. That's really cool. You want to know what? Sometimes people that, you know, I've talked to people that have been adopted, and it's like kind of like sometimes they struggle with not knowing why. I said, you want to know what? You're more special than the ones that just you're stuck with. Just to be straight, I said, you know what? Because when I, this is what you got. Here you go. Remember when you went to the hospital? Here he is. Here she is. Take him home. This one's yours. Praise be to God. Adoption, you know, got paperwork. You get to check them out. Somebody picked you, bro. Because if I put all of you in the lineup, I got news for you. I'm not picking some of you. Sorry. Love you. But it ain't happening. You know what I mean? Right? So, look, he said he adopted you. Look at this scripture. In his family, through Jesus Christ, what pleasure he what? Took in planning this. That's why he picked you. He chose you. Made you unique. Put your parents together. Nobody's a mistake, man. You got to remember this. Some people feel like I was a mistake. Some of you were told you were a mistake. I know, I know what happens. It's not nice, it's not kind, but it's the truth. You're a solution to somebody. You're not a mistake. Look at John 1 and 12. This is so important that you get this. Because sometimes people say, well, I'm illegitimate. What do you mean illegitimate? You're not illegitimate. Well, nobody wanted me. What do you mean nobody wanted you? God wanted you. Oh, my mama told me this. I told you a long time ago, your mama might not be wrapped too tight, some of you. I love your mother. I'm not being disrespectful. Don't write me letters. I don't read hate mail. But listen, here's the deal. I don't know who talks talk stupid to you. Somebody came home and didn't love you no more. Well, they're a dummy. They didn't see your value. Did you hear what I just said? Why are you putting your value in people that can't see value in front of their eyes? You know what I'm saying? Like some go, I don't love you no more. Well, you're the dummy. I'm lovable. Come on, wake up. I'm talking to you. Well, you know, Tom left when 20 years ago. Well, Tom don't know Jack. That's why he's jacked up the rest of his life. Come on, get a glide in your stride and let's go. Why are you letting people put words over you that should be qualified before you ever let them speak into you? Come on. You understand? Look what the Bible says. But as many as have received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Now look at the next verse. Check this out. Which were born. He's talking to you. Which were born what? Not of blood, nor of what? So it says, hey, remember when you said you're playing the kids, you're like, oh, let's have a baby. Come on, guys. Remember that? Oh, let's have a baby. Well, guess what? You didn't come up with that kind of sense. Hello? Without God. You remember when some of you had a surprise baby? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I got news, honey. What's that? We're pregnant. Oh, wow. Okay. Praise the Lord. You ever been there? Hello? Guess what? Might have been God's fault. You thought it was you. Blame God. Look. Look what it says. Not, pop that up there. Not of the will of man, but God. You better look at that. If you're here, God wanted you here. I'm going to say something now. Some of you ain't going to like this. Some of you got a jacked up story. I got news for you. Them jacked up people that had you were just chess pieces God was using to get you here. Yeah, that'll preach right there. 
Now, I'm not picking on your mommy and your daddy, but you know what I'm saying? Like, some of you were like, whoo, I was a love child from like the 70s. Well, praise be to God, Jesus was in it. Give me an amen. I'm going to say something. Some of you ain't going to like it, but it's God's honest truth. God will turn that sin around. Easy now. Woo! And you know what I'm talking about. God will turn that sin around and make your mess into a miracle. And some of you are walking today in this building and you thought, oh, this was it. No, but God. Everybody say, but God. Look at the screen. Pop that up there. But God. You came from God. God wanted you here. And I'm going to say something. does not fit nobody's theology, but I like it. I'm going to let it rip. If we get in trouble for it, I'll get spanked on the way home from God. He just maybe had these two winners get together just to get you here. You better up your value and know that if God wanted you here, nobody was going to stop it. And it's true. And some of you got great parents, and you know what I'm talking about. It's all cute. And some of you cool. But some of you like, well, you know, some of you feel bad about it. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, no. Guess what? But God. And they say, well, they didn't want me. Well, God did. They weren't nice in the house. But God wanted you here. So praise be to God. Sometimes you got to walk through a little pain to get here. Why? Because you're important, and we need you. And God wants to see you what? Fulfill your destiny in earth. And this is a big one, too. You got to look at this. Point number two. Wrap that up there. Let them see that. You got a plan, but God already had a purpose. Woo! You better write that down. Take pictures of that with Joker right there. Yeah. You got a plan, but God already had a Oh, I got a plan. How many got a plan? Right? And then God invades your plan? How many didn't plan on being in Florida? Right? How many definitely didn't plan on being in Daytona Beach? Can I get three amens and a Holy Ghost shout? Right? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Now, I like Daytona Beach, but you know what I'm saying? There's a whole lot prettier places in Florida we could all be, but we just going to be all right. We love our city. We love our city. Look, I do. I'm going to tell you right now, man, I know where our assignment is to be in the city. And, and that's, that's, this is our, ge- God does things with geography. He'll take you from a place and put you somewhere. This is our responsibility. I feel totally responsible for the, I really do. You guys think I'm crazy, but I think like for all the way, these schools, the kids, the high school, the college, our law, our, our, everybody, I, I was telling Tony, our law enforcement, everything. Man, I feel like we are the guard of the church. And we need to be praying for every, every, all, our, all, all our county, community. It's our responsibility, man, spiritually to cover these guys. Amen. I'm talking all of them, yeah. right? So our, it's our geography. You know what I'm saying? We need to pray, pray for, pray for everybody it, it, that's out there protecting us and taking care of us. I'm not playing around. I take this stuff serious. It's our responsibility to church. But did you see what that said? Let them just see that one more time, please. You got a plan, but God already had a purpose. Now, this is going to get you, man. Look at this scripture I got. This one will get you. Check this out, right? Now, just write it down. I'm helping you. This is good. I'm not trying to like out to get you, but you get what I'm saying? How many of us got Proverbs 19, 21? This is a foundational scripture, understanding God's purpose. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Ain't that true? Many are the plans in a person's what? But what? The Lord's purpose what? Prevails. You ever had a plan? And you start working your plan? And then God comes in your plan and blows it all up? You been there? You ain't never been there yet? You better get ready. You know? 
You ever start walking towards something and then God gets in and intervenes and kind of gets in there and says, no, we ain't doing that. This critical truth tells us that we can make all the plans we want to make in life, but if we don't make our plans according to the purpose of what God created us to be, our plans ain't going to work. Praise be to God for the no amens. We won't what? Why? Because we don't live up to our potential and we'll be unfulfilled. Look what it says in the, can you put the message up there? The 1921 in the message? Wow. Wow. Take a picture of that. You ever been there? We humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails. You know what I'm saying? You ever been there? Like, you ever try to figure it out? Why don't you just let God in? Let God in, man. Sometimes we try to work it out, figure it out, shout it out. A person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but the only one that's going to work is the purpose of God that will succeed in the end. Why is that? Because if we're not careful, you got to be careful, man, in this day. If you're not careful, you'll start carrying stuff God never called you to carry because it's not your purpose. Can I say something to you? You might not like this, but it's true. God had to teach me this the hard way. He said, I do not want you to get involved with things that I never what? Put in your care. Did you hear that? You know what that means? Some things God does not want to put in your care, so it's not your responsibility, so it's not part of your assignment, so it's almost like don't reach too far into stuff God don't want you to pick up. It's the truth. God said, take care of your assignment and I'll bring the things you need, but some of you are overreaching into things that are not your concern. And the minute you start getting into things that are not your concern, you don't have the grace for it. Now it becomes a weight and now you're heavy laden. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden's light. Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden. Maybe you're picking up stuff God never told you to pick up. I know I was getting no amens about that one, but you get what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Don't be like that sometimes like, oh, you know, don't overreach in the stuff you don't have to worry about. It's not part of my assignment, so it's not my responsibility. Things that are not my responsibility, I don't want to get involved in. Why? Because I have enough responsibility staying in my purpose. Are you, get, you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you get over and then you're over, you're over stressed out and stuff. You should have never picked up. Write this down. Point number three. I like this one too. Boom. Your assignment is not your decision. It's your discovery. Wow. I'm on the face of the earth to discover, not decide. Write that down. Discovering my purpose enables me to what? Fulfill my assignment. Your assignment is not your decision, but it is your what? Discovery. Every day I'm trying to discover what in the world am I here for. His plans, and I got news for you, that's going to take personal cooperation. Write that down. I got to cooperate with this. How many of you know you might not like God's purpose? Man, ain't that, this is great, ain't it? This is like great. I can't wait till we get a new series going. You guys are like, what do I got to do? That ain't, my, that ain't my deal. You got to find out. You might not like your purpose. God might give you a purpose that, I didn't want to do this. You think I wanted to do this? You're crazy. I ran the other direction. The guy came to me and said, hey, you want to go preach? I'm like, no. I want to mop the floor and clean the grill. I want to go make money, 
leave me alone, stay working, be a business guy. And there was nothing wrong with that. Like I wanted to just stay in my career. And Al, remember Pastor Al? He, this little guy, he came to me, my mother knows him. He's like, hey, I need you to preach. I said, no, 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 go get these other guys. I said, I just want to do what I'm doing. I don't preach nothing. He begged me, do it, do it, do it. I remember when he first, I was, uh, my, my first sermon, so bad, dude. They sent me to a drug treatment center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I thought I was it. You know, I was like, I could do this. How hard could that be? You ever heard this story? Oh, Jesus, good God. The guy was going out of town. He said, hey, can you fill in for me? I'm going home to see my family. I said, yeah, whatever. How hard could this be? I'm going to Bible school, right? I never forget, Deion Sanders was coming to, uh, that night he was coming to uh, preach at the church. I said, this will be great. I'll preach in the morning. I'll go see him at night. This will be awesome, right? You know, and do all this. And I went there and it was a total bomb. It was a, I gave him the best one I had, and they all looked at me like, you stink at this. Hey, it just like hit me in the, Billy, it hit me in the head. I preached that, and it hit me in the head. I said, oh, God. And, and, and I remember what, you know, T.L. Osborne said one time, he heard angels swarming around his head saying, you could do it, you could do it, you can do it. When I went to go sit down, I heard devils saying, you stink at this, you stink at this. You better quit. You better pack it in. You ain't no good, right? And I said, I went through the whole spiel, and I was done. I was hammered. I was no good. I said, does anybody want to get saved or what? And this little lady got up. I was like, really? I was shocked. I said, you want to get saved? She's like, yeah. I said, you really do? I thought she was high. I said, I know this is a treatment center, but maybe you're fresh here. I don't know. And she said, yeah, I want to get saved. I said, you do? I botched the sinner's prayer. I was so bad, man. I was sweating. I was sweating places you didn't know sweat could come out of. I had sweat everywhere. I sat down. I said, man, I guess, I guess this ain't my deal. God's like, oh, no, do it again. I was like, what do you mean do it again? Did you see how bad that was? Are you kidding me? We're going to keep doing this? I thought this is it. Ain't I disqualified by now? Oh, no. I couldn't believe it. Why? Because it wasn't my plan it wasn't my purpose. Does this mean you got to do this? Does this? No. You know what this means? You got to discover why you're on the face of the earth. You think you're on the face of the earth to just be doing what you're doing naturally? No, you got a spiritual assignment and you're responsible to discover it. And it's your what? It's your God-given responsibility or to fulfill your purpose while you're here. It's an assignment and you got to fulfill it. I don't care if it's one person, 20 people, three people witnessing to your neighbor, but I got a funny feeling it's got to do with you sharing your faith with somebody. Amen. I got a funny feeling it's got something to do with you. And here's the thing I know, if you're going to fulfill this thing, it's going to need your personal cooperation. And I'm going to say something. If you're going to love people and love God, you're going to have to go out of your way. You're going to have to go out of your way because let me tell you something about this thing. Anytime you go help people or you get in this thing, you're going to have to go out of your way for what individuals that sometimes it isn't fun to go out of your way for. Why? Because love's gonna do what's most beneficial for the person, not what's most beneficial for me. It's the truth, right? So let's look at these points, kind of grab them and go, check this out. His plan for your life will what? Always require personal decision to take part of it and also a part of you to cooperate with it. Guess what? His plan guarantees that the blessings of God will come to you when you complete it. His plan will give you life while other plans will bring you things you don't want to see. So what on earth am I here for? Because you got to understand something. You're valuable. Check out this next point. Flop that up there. This one will be good. You'll like this. You have been created by God for God. Write that down. That's true. I know that seems simple, but guess what? It's strong. What do you mean you've been created by God for God? Why do you think you're here? You think you're just here to be natural? 
Come on, look at this scripture I got for you. You've been created by God for God. For by him were all things created that are in the heavens and are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Look at this. Check out the back end of this thing. All things were created by him and... So here's a question. If you've been created by God for God, don't you think it's time to start spending some time with God? Can you imagine being made for worship, but you don't spend no time with him? That's what you've been made for. God made you for fellowship with him before you ever got in the earth. Spending time with God is our number one responsibility. Not like we're checking it off as a to-do list, but understanding that this is why I'm here. This is what I was designed for. I understand sometimes, you know, it's like, well, how do I spend time with God? You just talk to him. You don't have to go getting all fancy with all this. Hey, God, help me out. God, help me discover my plan. Help me discover my purpose. Help me discover why I'm here. He told you you were, God designed you in his image. God planned your life before you were ever born. God needs you to start cooperating. God found pleasure in you. This is a big one. Look at this next point. Just pull these in. I'm just, today I'm just going to talk to you. Next week I'm going to start breaking down. The purpose of your life is far greater than your own personal fulfillment. Man, that's strong. The purpose of your life is far greater than your own personal fulfillment. What does that mean? Jesus said, you got to lay down your life. He said, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it'll fall on the ground and die, it'll bear much fruit. That means what? That I don't just live my life for my own, but I start living my life for what I'm called to do. Your peace of mind and even your happiness is connected to this. It's far greater than your career, your wildest dreams, your ambitions, or whatever. If you want to know why you were placed on this planet, it must begin and end with God. You were born for his purpose and for his purpose only. Everything else is just a vehicle you take to take God's purpose from where you are to where it needs to be. Look at this message, Romans 8, 5. Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle but never get around to exercising in real life. But those who trust in God's action and them find that God's spirit is in them living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into the spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God. Ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what God is doing and God isn't pleased at being ignored. Right? Now listen, we're selfish sometimes, guys. I'm not saying you are. 
what about me? Where's my promise? Where's my stuff? Where's my this? Where's my that? Why isn't this working out right? Why ain't that working out right? Why this? Why that? Up there. And then all of a sudden you start, look, we, we're sitting here just complaining about everything that isn't instead of what? Walking in the destiny and the purpose that God has given us and saying, hey, you know what? It might be bad, but it could be worse. But praise be God, it's getting better. This is what I'm trying to get you to see. We become, listen, we live in a society that's self-absorbed, just narcissistic, completely whacked out of the terminal of thinking, even focusing, just crazy. And then you come into church and we're like, hey, lay down your life. You don't hear that kind of talk no more. Lay down your life. No, I thought I could just live my life and then fit God in. This is the problem with the country club church. It's a joke. You just live your life and you be you and then you guys add God in wherever you want. That's not the Bible. Jesus said, you live for me and then we'll fit everything else in. That's the truth. I was telling Pastor Liz, I laugh about it sometimes. I said, oh yeah, you, not here, but a lot of times churches, it's, it's a joke. It isn't Jesus. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a charade show of clowns. That's what it is. I said it. If God's got a problem with it, he can correct me. Don't you try because it won't work. It is. It's a clown show. Just tell everybody what they want to hear. Don't, don't, don't make them make any tough decisions because if you just keep, if you don't make them happy, they won't come back. That's caring about you? That's, that's me really loving you? That's me telling you the truth? No, that's me lying to you and making this a bunch of smoke and mirrors, which I'll never do. Here's the truth. You've got to lay down your life. Jesus ain't playing second in nobody. I got news for you. I love my family. There's times I look at God and say, I don't know if I love you more than my family. You're always making hard adjustments. They're sacrifices you learn to make. You love your kids, man. You die for your kids. You know what I'm saying? You got to have that adjustment. God, do I love you like that? Some seasons of my life, I didn't know I did. So you know what I did? I said, work on my heart. Get in there and do what only you can do. Make you be my number one priority. Come on in. What am I here for? I don't care if I'm here to do big things, small things, good things, whatever things he's got. Who cares? All I know is this. He said this. If you keep focusing on yourself, you're not going to be able to focus on what he said. Listen, discovering this stuff is this. This is what I want you to see. God was thinking of you long before you ever thought about him. And now he wants you to think about it. His purpose for your life predates your conception. He planned it before you existed. And basically, he didn't ask you for your input. He just said, here it is. You may choose your career. You may choose your spouse. You may choose your hobbies and many other parts of your life, but you don't choose your purpose. You discover it. And that's up to you to ask. There's no way you're going to end up at this destination focusing on yourself. It's got to begin with God, and it's going to end with God. You were made by God and for God, and until you understand that, life will never make sense. It's only in God that we discover the origin of our identity, our meaning, our purpose, our significance, our destiny, and guess what? Every other path ain't going to lead to the right place. You got to invite him in. So what do I got to do, okay? Let me give you this. Next week, we'll discover, we'll discover it, okay? But today, how do I start this? 
This is what I say to do, right? Here's your one point. You're going to go home, say, God, I got plans. You got a purpose. Order my steps to fit your purpose. Why am I here? That's all you start doing. Invite him in. God's not a jerk. He's not going to go like, just come upside your head and, you know, you got to go do, you got to change your, you got to, you do. He's going to lead you calm, man. But when's the last time we checked him and asked him, hey, when's the last time you asked God, hey, am I doing what you called me to do? Wow. Right? When's the last time you, how about this? When's the last time I went, well, you're pastor in a church. You should be, no, man. Am I doing what you called me to do? Am I fulfilling what you called me to do? How about that ministry you put on the back burner 20 years ago and forgot about it and thought God did too? It's not the timing. Ecclesiastes said, you look at the wind, it'll never be the time. You look at the storm, it'll never be the time. Remember that? What about that, what about that outreach thing you wanted to do? Remember that, out, that, that outreach thing you want to do? You're going to go... Where'd that at? Is that, your is that your plan? Look, some things you ain't supposed to do, but some things you are. What about mentoring those young girls? What about that man? I went to the school. I talked to the football team. I got to go, I go talk to the other team too. Man, I was jacked. Pastor Liz will tell you, bro, you thought I was talking to the Super Bowl champions of the world, bro. Why? It's my environment. It was like young, I love it. I was like, ah. I felt like the Hulk. I felt like ripping, running through a wall. Why? Because I seen those young guys and I know there's potential in that room, man. I love potential. Amen. Potential gets me going. I, here's how we're going to find. See, how about this? What do you love? You find your passion, I'll find your purpose. What do you hate? I hate seeing people sick. Hate it. Hate seeing people broke. I hate seeing poverty. I went to India, it was so poverty, so I almost flipped out. I couldn't stand it. I hated it. I hated seeing people destroyed. I hated seeing people bound up. And I started finding my, you find your purpose in what you love and what you hate. Hate ain't a bad word. Hate's a good thing because hate shows me what I'm passionate to fix. I hate that. I hate seeing that. I hate seeing broken families. I hate that. I, I, sorry, I hated seeing these kids. No, I hate seeing these kids in this society being brainwashed by a bunch of idiots into something of identity which they know nothing about trying to destroy uh, I'm ready to yeah, put me on put me on CNN well I could care less because they got to know the truth no I'm just telling you what's going on I'm not going to let this generation go down they know exactly what I believe I'm not going to back up on what I say you can't back up on the truth what are you talking about so when you see that somebody say I'm angry holy anger ain't bad it makes you say hey look I'm not putting up with this nonsense and if you nitwits want to talk like that talk like that but you ain't changing the way we talk about it because we know the way the Bible said and that's the end of it and I'll respect you, and I will be honorable in settings, but I do not have to agree with you. Sorry. Agreement ends. Where the truth is found, that's the truth. Okay? So you get what I'm saying? But here's why. You're going to go home. You're going to start asking God, what am I doing? What's my purpose? What's my plan? What do you want me to do? Remember that ministry you got? Remember that outreach thing you got? Maybe that thing you got? Maybe that dream you got? Remember what God told you? Hello, I'm talking to you. Some of you say, ah. Oh. I don't even know. Maybe it's just you start sharing your faith. Maybe you pick up somebody and take them to church. I don't know. It's not my assignment. It's yours. I'm going to tell you something. The Bible said this. When Jesus left the earth, the Bible says that he went up. And when he went up, gifts came down. He left the earth and gifts he gave unto men. You got a gift in you no one else in the world has. 
And if you bury it, you're going to be like those guys with the talent. Oh, I stuck it in the ground and I buried it in the ground and I packed it down because I knew you were a hard guy. He said, you know what? That's ridiculous. Why did you bury the talent that's in you? The earth needs to see it. What are you doing with the talent God gave you? What are you doing with the ability God gave you? Yeah, you know what? Some of you, I'm going to say this prophetically. I'm going to say this prophetically right now. I feel this in my spirit. Some of you are like, well, you know, I'm over here doing, no, 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 no. You got a God-given assignment that God called you to finish. You better finish it. Don't tell me, stop making excuses about some of it. Some of you, you think you got time. You don't have no more time. You never got enough time. You think you got time. You don't have time. Let's just settle that right now. There's not, oh, I'm going to do that next year. There ain't, you might next year, nobody's guaranteed next year. Do it now. Amen? Well, you know, I'm over here taking care of this. No, you need to fulfill your God-given assignment. Because I got news for you. When you go through the pearly gate and we get in, because we're all going to get in because we're saved, he's going to say, okay, what'd you do with what I gave you? Well, you know what? No, 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 no. What'd you do with the assignment? And this is the thing I want you to leave here with. And I said this for years, man, and it's biblical. On the other side of your obedience, somebody's waiting for you. That's the truth. And if you don't obey it, they maybe don't hear. I think big like that. Well, I can't be that important. You are. T.L. Osborne is one of the greatest world evangelists the earth's ever seen. You don't know who he is. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Don't make a difference. I'm on the other side of the world in the middle of nowhere. I've seen his books on preacher shelves all over the world. How'd you get him? Well, he came. He left the books. Preached the gospel. One day I'm sitting in the room and I'm looking at the books and I say, what if he never came? What if he didn't go? What if he made an excuse? How many people would have never maybe heard the truth because he didn't sacrifice his life to go? You said, Pastor Chris, I ain't getting on an plane to flying halfway around the world. You know what I decided? I'll pay somebody to do it. It's just as good as me going. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm going to feed kids around the world that are starving. That ain't my mission. I get so to that. That's your passion. That's your deal. I don't know your deal. It's not my assignment. It's yours. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm trying to do the best I can. But when's the last time you let God come into your heart and say, hey, what am I supposed to be doing with my purpose? Why am I here? What on earth am I here for? And then just start listening. Bigger than you think. Say, I'm not important. Why not? Why would you think that about yourself? You're a whole lot more important than you think you are, trust me. You got a purpose. No, I'm going to tell you, you got a purpose. There's no one in the earth like you. You don't have to be anybody else, be you. God took his spirit, put it on you, made you the only you in the earth. Just stay in your uniqueness. It's where we find your greatest capacity because you ain't like everybody else. Just be you. If God needed another you, he would have made one. He made one of you. That's why you're supernaturally special. 
be the you God made you to be. You're not for everybody, but you're for somebody. And let them just get in your heart and say, God, you know what? I just want, yeah, man. I'll fulfill it. I don't know how, but we'll do this thing. I don't know how I'm going to take these steps, but I'm going to take a little, some of you got to take a little selfie. You know, you gotta, I'm not ready to run, but I take little baby steps. Little baby steps. Little baby steps. Little baby steps. I get better at it. It might be big when you tell me. But I'm going to tell you what big is to God is obedience. So today, start asking him, invite him in. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these guys. I thank you that they're inviting you in. I'm going to pray for you. There's a strong spirit of God in here. I'm going to pray for you right there. If you'll surrender your heart right now to God to really hear, and you're not going to freak out when he tells you, he'll speak to you. He'll speak to you in the coming days. He's going to talk to you. Some of you, I'm going to get prophetic, okay? So just stay here. Some of you, your assignment's to help me. When you say that, you think there's something to it. No. Your assignment, you've been sent to help us carry vision to the finish line. You'll get the same reward. It's like a team. And in that thing, in that obedience, you're one decision away from taking your life to a whole other level. But you can't be like one foot in, one foot out. You got to get in. Some of you, you haven't even started this journey yet. You haven't even taken a step of faith towards him been a little self-absorbed with self and what you've been trying to accomplish and do, but it's okay because you didn't know. Some of you want to do it. You just don't know how. Some of you totally rejected doing it and don't even want to know. God's moving in your heart to get you to surrender on both sides. Them that never wanted to know will want to discover and them that have the desire to do will have the strength to pull it off. Today's the day your life will shift forever. Your destiny will unfold before your eyes. It won't be immediately, and it won't be just instantly, but it'll be a step-by-step process that you'll see and you'll know greater than ever before why you're here. God will confirm what I'm saying. He'll reveal what you need to see and know. But I want you to not leave this room without knowing this. Strongly in my heart, you're supernaturally special not another one of you in the earth don't die a copy don't take your gift to the grave leave it in the earth where it can be given to generation to generation our assignment starts now thank you father reveal into their hearts Speak into their mind. Let them see and let them know. Greater than ever before. Who you are and what you're going to do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for a moment. Because for those of you that are in this room right now that maybe you haven't taken that first step, you haven't asked him to be your Lord and your Savior. 
Entering into relationship with God isn't just about saying a prayer. It's about surrendering your heart. It's about surrendering your life. Maybe you've never done that before. Or maybe you have. Maybe you say, I haven't lived like it. Whether today is the first moment that you've ever thought about that opportunity, or whether you say, I need to make a new commitment to him, right now is your moment. And every head is bowed and every eye is closed. No one's looking around because this moment is just for you and him right now. If that's you today, if you say, I need to take that step, I need to make that decision, I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life, would you just raise your hand and say, that's me this morning. I want to make a new commitment to him. I want to make a first commitment to him. I want him to come into my heart. Jesus, I need you in my life. You can put your hands down, but then let's all say this together. Say, dear Jesus, according to your word, I believe in my heart that you are the son of God. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I ask you, come into my heart, come into my life, forgive me of my sins. And from this moment forward, I choose to serve you. I choose to live for you. And I choose to fulfill my purpose greater than ever before. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.